0: Log Talk Radio
1: You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network
0: In the future, none of you are
1: Hero You're Legends Get Driven, Stay Driven Miss a-
2: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr.
1: Mojo, taking you to the world of sports on this Saturday morning. And it's July 1st, and the free agent frenzy has begun in the NBA. A lot of moves late last night, some trades, and then a lot of free agent signings since midnight when it opened up, the free agent signings. A lot of meetings set for today, so we're going to go through everything. We're going to go through, obviously, the Paul George deal was the big trade of the night, a steal for Oklahoma City, trading Noah Depot and Sabonis for Paul George. No picks involved. A steal of a deal for OKC. Obviously, it's a rental. We're going to see if George decides to stay there. The rumor is he wants to be a Laker, but on the surface, the deal looks like a complete robbery for OKC. you got to love the move, pairing George with MVP Russell Westbrook. So, a great deal for. Oklahoma City Thunder getting Paul George. So we're going to see how that works out. We're going to talk about that trade and what deals they turned down that they could have had at the trade deadline and at the draft and, they, and the deal they took. So we're going to talk about that. Obviously, a lot of other moves, trades, Rubio to Utah. Uh, during the week, Chris Paul got traded to Rockets. We know about that. Blake Griffin resigned with the Clippers last night. A lot of rumors, a lot of signings. Steph Curry signed the richest deal in NBA history last night, five years, $201 million. So we're going to go through all, all the basketball news to start the show. A lot of it. Also going to talk some hockey. A free agency opens up at noon today. It has not much has leaked so far. I heard Shattenkirk has got a $49 million offer coming to him at noon. Not, they're not saying what the team is. We know the Rangers have a lot of interest in him, so we're going to see who's offering that. And the big rumor that uh, – Patrick Sharp will be returning to the Blackhawks as well. So we're going to go through all that. And then, of course, baseball. Last night, the Yankees get back to their winning, on the winning track with a 13, big 13-4 to win over the Astros. Nice bounce-back game for Pineda after a rough outing. And Brett Gardner with six RBIs and a grand slam, putting the game away late. And, uh, you know, great game for the Yankees. And they stay a game, out of Bo- game behind Boston and they're calling up their, one of their top prospects, for Frazier, today. So, the Yankees have been hit with a lot of injuries this week, you know, the last couple of weeks. And so joining the club, the Yankees, because everybody's been getting a lot of injuries. And the Mets, nobody nobody cries a river for the Mets when the Mets had all their injuries. So, it's part of the game, and uh, we'll see what happens there. The Mets, with a 2-1 win, stay hot. They won six out of seven now. So, Mets trying to keep some uh, momentum as they – talk like they want to stay in the race. To me, they're still very, you know, still have a lot, obviously a lot of work to do to even get in that conversation. They're nine out in the lost column from uh, nine behind uh, Washington in the lost column, eight behind Colorado for the second wild card. So a lot of work to be done. They got to keep winning games and hope teams keep losing. Obviously, Washington got a big blow losing Trey Turner for eight to 10 weeks. So, uh, like I said, injuries are starting to pile up around the league. So, you got to see uh, how Washington responds. They're going to mix and match in the leadoff spot in the meantime. Mets got a great outing from DeGrom last night in a two-to-one win, seven innings. He had a no-hitter with two out in the fifth inning, which was lost on a, a ball that was lost in the twilight by Grandison, and then former Mets, Ty Kelly, ended up singling after that triple. To me, that shouldn't even be a triple. You lose a ball like that, it's got to be an error in my mind. I know it's like a not really your fault because you're losing in the twilight, but I mean, why should the pitcher pay, suffer for that? Obviously, if you touched the ball, it would be an error. He didn't touch the ball, that's why they didn't call it an error. But nonetheless, the Degrom pitched a great game, eight to three, eight and three. Now with a three five five ERA, Addison Reed with his thirteen save, closed it out. So we're going to talk about all of baseball. We're going to go through all the standings. We'll go through some of the last night's games. A lot to talk about as we get you started on this Saturday morning. And it's, like I said, it's a big day. Really a big day today in the NBA and the NHL. It's free agents frenzy has started, and uh, so we're going we're to kick it off. We're going to get right – we're going to get really get right down to it. As Today we're on from 8 to 10 today, special time this morning, 8 to 10 a.m., so we'll be on for only two hours today. But we got a lot – we're going to have a lot to cover today, so definitely want to hear from you. Call in, 718-508-9883. Be talking NBA, NHL, baseball anything you want. Football, we do the change the subject to football if you want to talk football like we always do. We always roll with the punches here. So whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about We also got Manny Pacquiao and Horn fight tonight on ESPN at 9 o'clock. So try to get talk about that for a few minutes later on as well. So let's get it rolling with the NBA. So obviously I was just talking about Paul George traded to OKC for Oladipo and Sabonis. And this is a great, a crazy deal from from, one is a shocker. Nobody expected him to go to OKC, obviously. But the, the shocker is they didn't even get any draft picks. I mean, here's the deal. You heard me talk on the show in the past. They turned down four first-rounders from the Hawks at the trade deadline, for him, which kind of led to Bird's exit there because Bird supposedly wanted that deal, and, and they shot him down. Then at the draft, supposedly Boston wanted three first-rounders, Jay Crowder, and another starting player. And one of those first rounders was, I think, the next pick next year. So, you know, to take this year, I mean, Oladipo's an Indiana kid. He played college in, in, with the Hoosiers, and uh, the, the, to me, the big, the most mind-boggling part of this trade as well is Oladipo's making more money than George this year. He's making, he's got a four-year, eighty-four million left on his field, he's making twenty-one million a year. George only making nineteen point three or something this year. And between the deal, they actually saved money, OKC, by making this trade. So they got the star player and they're saving money, which is basically crazy. And if you look at it, when they traded Ibaka for Oladipo and the pick for Sabote, they basically traded Serge Ibaka for Paul George and saved money out of the deal. So great move by OKC getting Paul George to pair with Westbrook. They've been looking for that replacement for Durant. You know, obviously different player, but still a star player, and now they have George with Westbrook, so the West is really, I mean, the West is stacked. I mean, you got Paul George going there. You have Jimmy Butler to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves signed Jeff Teague to a three-year, $57 million deal. They're rumored to be in on Redick or Millsap. I mean, I mean, Minnesota could pull Millsap somehow out of it. They would have Teague, Wiggins, Teague, Teague, Teague Wiggins, Jimmy Butler, Towns and Millsap. Imagine that starting five. Wow, that's insane, that starting five. So, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to get Millsap. Obviously, I heard Millsap today is meeting this. Obviously, they say the T-Wolves are in the mix, but there's a few teams, Sacramento, Phoenix, I mean, Denver. They're meeting with Denver today. Phoenix is in the mix as well. The Hawks, you can't rule them out. Still, they got his bird rights. They could still offer him the most money, although it appears they're more interested in a sign and trade. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, point guard's still available. So, actually, let's go through the rest of them. So, Rubio traded to Utah for a first-round pick. Obviously, Drew Holiday stays with the Pelicans five years, $126 million. So, there goes the Knicks. So, I know the Knicks will open for a meeting with Drew Holiday. That's not going to happen. So, Holiday stays with Cousins and Davis, which is a good move for the Pelicans. Obviously we talked about Chris Paul traded to the Rockets for Beverly Decker and Lou Williams and a first round pick during the week. So the Rockets are also a team trying to get in on guys like Millsap and trying to add that third guy. I know they were interested in Paul George, but obviously that you know, if you move to Oak C now, so there goes that. Blake Griffin last night signed with the Clippers five years hundred and seventy three million, second richest deal in the league. Only second richest that have one that Curry sign, five years two hundred and one million. Supermax deal with Golden State last night. Obviously, we know Durant opted out, but that's just the formality. He's saving that cap space. He's going to sign with them after they do their free agent signings, so they can go over the cap to keep them. And uh, so we'll see. Obviously, uh, Sean Livingston re-ups three years, twenty-four million. A good deal for Golden State, only eight million a year. for Livingston, so yeah, obviously he's happy there. He, you know, he's just happy winning. He because he probably could have got a little more money somewhere else, but he elected like to stay there. Then you have some other little signings, like Patty Mills, four years fifteen million with the Spurs. Tony Snell, four years, forty-six million with the Bucks. Bulls signed Cristiano Felicio, four years thirty-two million. Knicks re-signed Ron Baker, I and mean, no terms released on that deal yet. And uh you know, Nene signed with Houston, four years fifteen million. So these are some of the moves that have happened so far. Then we, then we look at some of the rumors. So we got, obviously, I said I told you, T went to Minnesota for the year 57. Two guaranteed, third is a player option. Other free agents available. Derek Rose is still out there. Where's he going to end up? George Hill, who talks, broke up with Utah, and supposedly the Spurs were talking, but now with Patty Mills on it, that ain't going to happen. Kyle Lowry, another big name out there, but supposedly he's been negotiating with Toronto all night, so a deal could be struck with Toronto for Lowry to stay there. That's the hot rumor this morning on Lowry. So we'll see. Then you have the other big fish out there, obviously, Gordon Haywood is meeting with Miami today, Boston tomorrow, and Utah on Monday. You know, a lot of Boston's were was they, they can get, if they, he signs there, they can have a trade where they can get Paul George. They obviously weren't going to do the Paul George deal first because then they wouldn't have max money to give Haywood. Very complicated, but... Now Boston Cell is just going to be come play with your old college coach, Brad Stevens. We're going to see how much him and Stevens, how much he really like playing for Stevens now. Obviously Miami's going to – Pat Riley is going to be throwing his big pitch. And, you know, we know how persuasive Riley can be. And then Utah will go off on the most money. They added Rubio. How much does Rubio influence Haywood's decision to stay? That's going to be another interesting decision to see. It's hard to call with Haywood is there going to be another team that sneaks in and tries to make a big offer or, or is this, is he going to just say, you know, I'm going to pick between Miami and Boston. It's going to be a, a, a brawl between Riley and Danny age yet, yet again for a, for a big name player. So that's, that's something to watch this weekend where with Gordon Hayward, I'm surprised more teams, maybe more teams were interested and he just don't want to meet with more teams. That That's, could also could be a fact that maybe he's just basically narrowed his choice down to the three. Listen, he knows he's getting max money from any of the three. So he really could decide pick and choose where he wants to go at this point. So then some some other names. Obviously the Cavs are looking at Zach Randolph. Cavs are obviously looking to do something now. And you know, obviously George and Jimmy Butler were two guys they were targeting. Now with both of them off the board, what do the Cavs do? They're also prepared to make an offer for uh, Kyle Culver to stay, but the Sixers are also in the mix, as, as sure as the Lakers are as well. Otto Otto Porter is another guy that restricted that the Nets supposedly going to offer big money to, but Washington saying they're going to match any offer, especially that they lost out on George as well. Well, they offered John Wall Washington for the four years, hundred and seventy million dollars, so he. He's holding off on signing out. How do you hold off on signing 170 million to see what else they're doing? I mean, you, get, you, you act like you're talking, you're happy there, and everything's going great. You're turning down 170 million for four years right now. I mean, you got these guys, okay, some of them are crazy. How you could turn down this money? The team clearly wants you, the team's trending in the right direction. What are you holding off on? And here's a guy who's been hurt a lot in his career. I, you know, I just – I don't see why he would even play around and not sign this deal. But everybody has their own mind, I guess. J.J. Reddick is meeting with the 76ers today. He's an interesting – obviously one of the best shooters in the league. 32 years old. You know, he's trying to get one more long-term deal. Minnesota is another team in the mix, him. I'm sure there's others. Don't be surprised if Cleveland jumps in on him. If they don't get – if they don't keep Corver. I could see Cleveland jumping in on him a little younger. Obviously, Corva's 36. But, you know, the money is the issue. I don't know if Cleveland has the cap space to offer him. Another interesting name in Minnesota, if they lose out on a couple of guys, is Rudy Gay. I know he met, met with the Kings overnight, so we'll see what happens with Rudy Gay. I'm sure a few teams are going to be interested in him. and be interested to see what kind of money he gets as well. You know, that's the crazy thing. Like, it's hard to predict what kind of money these guys are going to get. There's certain guys you look at, and obviously – you know, they're getting paid. Like, here's Iguodala, another guy now, another big name. You know, obviously, he, he's a guy that he's more than just even the stats. I mean, you watch the NBA Finals. He's covering LeBron. he stripped a couple of big strips from LeBron, especially at the NBA Game 3. He's done it in the past. Very great on-ball defender. Clutch plays. You know, he scores when he has to. He's not a big-time scorer anymore, but he does he has. I mean, very good player. Now, so here's a guy, but he's 33. So, Obviously, Golden State would love to keep him on, like, a two-year deal. Because in two years, they got Clay Thompson coming off the books. They're going to have to sign him. They have uh, Draymond Green becoming a free agent. They're going to have to sign him. You know, that's the thing. When you have four big names like that, eventually guys are going to have to get weeded out at some point. And... uh, you know, Dollar just might be in that. Obviously, Durant's holding off on signing because he wants to keep them, but if somebody offers dollar $18 million a year for four years, it's going to be hard for Golden State to match that. And, you know, the rumor is he can get anywhere from 15 to 18 depending on the team, and then the years becomes an issue. Some teams want to give him two, like Golden State. Some teams are probably willing to give him four, a desperate team. You know, that type of deal in two years, you know, you look at he's making $18 million a year, $35, 36 maybe it's not looking as good anymore. But the way the NBA cap is going up every year, sixteen, seventeen million. I mean you have a guy you have guys around the league making sixteen, seventeen million who ain't even close to the player that Iguodala is. Like look at Bazemore on Atlanta. I mean, he's a younger player but and you think it's seventeen million dollars a year. I and mean, he's not even close to being Iguodala. He's a very, you know, decent role player but seventeen million a year. It's a lot of money to be throwing around for players. I mean I like I like a guy like Patty Mills who's a good player, but he's getting I mean fifty million for four years for Patty Mills. I mean that's a lot of money. Money is we think Tony Snell four years forty six million. I mean this is a lot of money being thrown around the NBA now. And you know it's it, it, it's hard it, it's hard to figure out. Then I mean, you don't know what's going through these guys' mind. I mean obviously Millsap's a big Millsap and Haywood right now are the big haulers out there. You know, obviously, Duran ain't going anywhere, so we're not even going to talk about Duran because he ain't going anywhere. You know, Millsap has been kind of quiet the first, you know, overnight. You figured maybe somebody would, uh, made him a big offer by now, but Atlanta's in a tough spot with him because, obviously, they want to keep him. He's the best player. And so they already dumped Howard for a bag of balls. But the Atlanta, do you give the, the max for him is five years, $201 million. He is 32. will be 33 years old. Do you want to put that 30, $35 million a year down the road into the guy who's going to be 35 36 It's hard. And Miltz has been such a great player for them. I mean, he became an all-star with the Hawks the last four years. He spent the first four years in the all-star game in the Hawks system under Bootenholzer. So it's a tough call. I mean, the Hawks would probably love to bring him back on a three-year deal. The question is, is he get, you know willing to sign three years? And does he already have his mind made up to leave? I mean, obviously, he loved it here. He said he loved it here. It's a tough call. You just don't know. You just really don't know what these guys are thinking and what the teams are thinking. I mean, obviously, Atlanta hasn't said anything, and they've been pretty quiet. So, I'm uh, seeing today now some rumors that uh, Pelicans are pursuing Nick Young, just some minor minor stuff now, and just trying to go around the league, see what's going on. And, you know, Pelicans obviously did good keeping Drew Holiday. And just, again, just going back to this uh Full George trade. I mean, what an unbelievable move to Oklahoma City. Even if it's a one-year rental, they got rid of a big contract. A lot of people in the NBA say it's a bad contract. for four years, to eighty-one million, and you could consider that a really bad contract. You know, Oh Ol- Ol- Depot's a decent player, a pretty good player, but I mean, if he worth twenty-one million a year. I mean, that's that's the question. You know, so it's, it's putting George with Westbrook. Obviously, Westbrook's ecstatic. I see his tweets out overnight. Very, very happy that's going on. Obviously, in Champlain on Oklahoma, Oklahoma City is the West is stacked right now. I mean, I seen something yesterday. It's actually funny. They should just play the West And the All-Star game. Should be the West versus the Cavaliers at this point. I mean, it's it's that the West is becoming ridiculous now. So it's got to make you wonder too. Like here, you got the same Paul George ticketing for the Lakers, but you know why would you – leave Oklahoma City to go to the Lakers at this point. In mean, Oklahoma City, you look on paper, they have a better team than the Lakers. So it's kind of, you know, playing with an MVP of the league, got to see how they mesh together, but I can't see why they wouldn't mesh together. I mean, they're two great players. You know, Westbrook and Durant, we mesh together fine. So, you know, they, they won a lot of games together. So Obviously, we'll see. I mean, a lot's going to happen. I'm going to keep you posted as we go. I mean, obviously, we're talking NBA. We'll keep you posted. Things happen. I'm, You know, I got constantly on the wire today. Obviously, another guard out there is Rondo, who's Wade, as well. So, yeah, Rose, George Hill, Lowry, and Rondo all available. You can see the Knicks definitely trying to pick one of these guys up. And the Knicks is my next subject I want to get into. So, let's get a hallelujah from Knicks fans that they finally – got rid of Phil Jackson and moved on from Phil Jackson. I'm sure a lot of Knicks fans are ecstatic about this. And you know, how can you not be? I mean, what a mess this guy brought to the team. I mean, there's a guy who came there with such high expectations and, you know, he basically did nothing. I mean, he 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 got drafted drafted Zingas. I mean, and that listen, what that was one good move that nobody could take away from him. They drafted Bozingus. Obviously, nobody even wanted this when they took him. So, it was, you know, look at it now. It was a great move. Here's a guy who worked for the Knicks. Just listen to this. He worked for the Knicks for 1,200 days. He was paid $60 million, $50,000 a day to have a losing record. It would be like 90 and 160 or something around like that. So, I'll tell you, I wish I'd get paid like that to do a bad job. But Dolan finally realized that I think the, the poor Dengas trade rumors is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, he hasn't moved Melo. He put Melo, he's killed Melo's trade value. And it was something that just had to get done. I'm surprised it happened when it did. I mean, I, if you're going to do it, they should have probably did it before the draft, in my mind, because you know, I think they passed on Dennis Smith Jr., which I think was a horrible move. I, I think you got a future franchise-type player there that they passed on. They better hope the other kid from France pans out. But they made the move. They're moving on. It looks like they're getting away from the triangle now. They met with David Griffin yesterday. He seems to be the favorite. Obviously, there was a about Calipari, which was shot down by Calipari, that he was interested. And then, uh, so it looks like the Knicks have zeroed in. Obviously, they're still going to cast the search. But I think it's, it looks like they're kind of zeroed in on. Uh, David Griffin, which would be a good move for them. Obviously, it's a different world when you don't have a LeBron James to build around. And it's going to be interesting to see if, if they trade still trade Carmelo, who wants to stay there. But if you're going to rebuild the right way, you've got, got to trade him. And if he wants to win, he's got to go. And Knicks ain't winning anytime soon. So if he wants to win, he's going to have to go. So, it's that you got to see—is he going to waive his no-trade clause? I mean, a team like Houston would probably appeal to him. If Houston to work out a deal, he go play with Chris Paul. I could see something like that. I mean, a Paul harden and Carmelo pairing would—you know—definitely put them in the—you know—in the not in the mix. I mean, listen, Golden State's still going to be tough to beat for anybody. At least it's going to keep you in, give you some talent, give you a fighter's chance. Because now, I mean, you have teams. Just, everybody in the West is just getting better. I mean, obviously, San—we know San Antonio will be good. They always are. But then you have teams like, I mean, Minnesota is a team on the rise. They're the team. How can you not like what Minnesota is doing? I mean, you, you got to love what you see there with Minnesota. So, but let's see what happens with Minnesota today because they're still talking about, you know, possibly guys like Reddick, Millsap, and Rudy Gay. So, we'll see what Minnesota does there. But the West is just getting – everybody's getting better. I mean, the Clippers might have got a little worse. The East is the team now. East, but now you have teams getting worse. You have the Bulls who sold – basically sold their team, you know, got rid of all their players. You know, Indiana now, which, you know, Georgia, they may be going. The Hawks losing Howard and possibly That, they're going. In. So these are teams that could be rebuilding. The East is going to be to right up the You're going to have, like, 14 teams in the mix, and then you'll have the mix in the next. <laughs> That's the way it's looking right now. But – you gotta see what other moves. Obviously it's still early in free agency, but as far as the Knicks go, good move moving on from uh Phil Jackson. It was a move that had to happen. I'm sure Knicks fans everywhere are ecstatic and uh it was just something that had to happen. And you gotta be, you know, see who they hire you now. They should have, they should have I thought they should have been a little more aggressive, maybe and got somebody before did this earlier got somebody in place for free agency. It's a hard sell now, selling Players that don't even know who's going to be the GM when they come. So to me, it's a hard sell for, to try to pull any big free agent here now. And you know, the Knicks are going to have to get to. They're going to have to make some really good moves. They're going to have to sign some guys on some short-term deals and hope. You know, they become high-reward signings and uh, paying out for them because it's it's uh it's going to be hard for them to track any of the big names, obviously, right now. So the point guard should be their top priority right now. They need a better a point guard to groom the kid from France. And, you know, they talk about Rose, Rose ain't coming back. George Hill would probably be ideal for them. I could see maybe a Hill move, George Hill coming to the Knicks. That wouldn't shock me. It looks like Lowry's going to stay in Toronto, but nothing's done yet there. And Rondo's another guy who knows where he's going to end up. And it's a lot of it's going to – I think nothing's going to happen. I think Gordon Haywood and Millsap are going to be are the big, really the two big fish now that everybody's going to wait on. They're going to see where they're going to go. So Millsap, again, meeting with Denver today, Minnesota, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Atlanta, all teams in the mix. Then you have Gordon Haywood meeting with Miami today, Boston tomorrow, Utah on Monday. So it looks like there's three teams there. Unless somebody jumps in at the end there. I, I, it's funny, you know, if I had to predict, I'm, I, I've been saying along I think he's going to end up on the Celtics because of uh, Brad Stevens and the culture there and the way they're on the right, number one seed, chance to win. You know, Utah is good. Utah made a good move yesterday, and, and Utah has a good team. The West is so stacked, it would make sense for him probably to get out of the West. And Miami, you can never count out Pat Rice. So that's why you gotta give Miami a, a, a big chance as well because Riley could sell him something good there as well. So and Riley's a proven winner. So and you have guys like Abaca who's still out there. You know, is Toronto gonna keep him. Obviously, they're working with Lowry right now. Gallinari, another guy. If if Denver gets milk, Gallinari's most likely gone. There's another guy here moving the Lakers, the Hawks. Guys in, the team's interested in Gallinari. So so yes, yeah, so there we have it. We went through all the trades so far. Obviously, the George trade was the big one. Great deal for OJC. Rubio to Utah for a one. Chris Paul during the week, obviously another big trade to the Rockets that happened during the week. And then a, a lot, a bunch of signings. Drew Holiday re-signing with the Pelicans, five years, 126 million. Teague to Minnesota, three years, 57 million. A bunch of uh, obviously Curry to five years, 201 million. Blake Griffin, five years, 173 million, to stay with the Clippers. Patty Mills, four years, 50 million, with the Spurs. Tony Snell, four years, 46 million, with the Bucks. Cristiano Felicio, four years, 32 million, with the Bulls. Ron Baker, re-signing with the Knicks. So, so those are and Sean Livingston, three years, 24 million, with Golden State. So, those are the deals so far. A lot more to come, obviously. And just so you know, the cap is at 99. .093 .093 million, and the tax is $119.3 million. So, anybody's going to go over the tax, like you have certain teams that are over $100 million on four or five players, like Golden State. So, you know, their salary right now is closing in on the tax. And they still got going into yesterday, before they re signed Curry and, and uh, Livingston, they had 10 free agents out of 15. So, now they have seven guys that and they have eight free agents, unrestricted. So, Florida State's definitely got some work to get to be done. But keep, I'm going to keep everybody posted on all the rumors that pull in. you like to talk some basketball, 718-508-9883. We're going to also talk some hockey for a minute. Obviously, hockey free agency don't start until noon today, but there's the Shattenkirk rumor, $49 million. The rumor is the Rangers could be the team offering that money or just below that offer, but the Rangers are heavily interested, and he's heavily interested in joining the Rangers. Obviously, the Devils are another team very interested in Shannon Kirk so it'd be interesting to see if the Devils are the team offering that $49 million as well, so I'm sure we're going to find out shortly on that. Obviously, the other rumors, Sharp. Patrick Sharp staying with uh, re-signing with uh, the Blackhawks, the team he came up with and, uh, and played most of his career with, Stanley Cups with, so obviously the they, they feel like getting him back in the clubhouse is definitely what they want to do in the locker room. And, you know, he was a clutch player for them in the playoffs. So we'll see. And then you have uh, Penn's defenseman daily expected to sign with the Red Wings. Canucks are likely to sign Delgado and San Gagne. So that's another thing to look at today. And then, obviously, you, you got a lot of other names out there. you got to wait and see now. I mean, there's a lot of wait and see Midnight hockey. The hockey Hockey doesn't leak as much as the NBA does up in hockey. They really don't. It's Hockey's more of like... Uh, things are more kept down in hockey. Obviously, that guy's like Rod Doolog, who's He's a free agent. Where's he going to go? Another guy in the Rangers are interested in. I wouldn't pay this guy what he's asked for. No, he wants five, million, five years. I mean, I wouldn't give him... The guy who comes and goes as he pleases. Joe Thornton. Another guy I know the Rangers are interested in as well is Marlowe. Yeah, so you have some... He's got up Markov and the and the Canadians that are in Passover over contracts, so really good defensemen available. Yaga's out there, veteran. Anybody want that veteran Yaga right now? Mike Fisher, Michael Stone resigned with Calgary. He signed with Calgary three years, ten and a half million dollars. You know, he came to Calgary at the deadline, so still still boasts appealing size and strength. And you know, so it's a good deal for uh, for Calgary. Let's see who else is out there. We got Martin Hansel's out there. We have Justin Williams, Redeem Verbata. A lot of uh, Phoenix Coyotes out there, free agents. And that's why it's a surprise when they didn't make, trade some of these guys at the deadline. Obviously. And then you have. Let's see who else. You got Brian Boyle, who's out there, former Ranger. You don't mind seeing him back with the Rangers. It's depending on the deal. Mike Fisher's out there. Brian Elliott. Obviously we talked about Sharp. Ryan Miller. Thomas Vanek, a veteran So these are some veteran goal scorers that are out there still. Neil Yakupov, who's number one pick, former number one pick, failed number one pick. He needs a team willing to put up with his mistakes and set him free offensively. So he needs to go to a team that'll just let him go offensively. You have guys like Hartnell out there, a good power forward type. So you the Jerome McGinley's out there. Obviously, he's an older, older player now. Chris Kunitz, first so You have some more role players. You know, to me, the big fish here, you're talking, obviously, Shattenkirk's a big name. You know, right-handed blue liner in the prime of his career so he could play 20-plus minutes and now get paid, and he's going to get paid, you know. You know he's one of the sports premier offensive defensemen, and he's going to earn he's going to he's basically going to earn as much coin as anyone this summer. You know even though he he didn't have a great playoffs, so it's really not going to matter. It matters what he's going to do during the length of the season as well. And you know one one bad playoff ain't going to you know shouldn't uh, get you no get you nothing at all. So obviously the guy's a really good player. So you know and then got a lot. Of, Thornton, Marlowe, Radulov, these are all guys. Obviously, Thornton's older now. He's got a couple of two year offer or multi year offer from uh, San Jose. He's still a masterful two way center and puck distributor. But how long is he going to take to recover from AC on MCO tears? You know, for that reason, alone, he's more likely to remain in San Jose, in my opinion, than head to LA or the Rangers. That has been rumored. Marlowe's a guy I could see ended up on the Rangers. Although rumor is if he doesn't finish his career with the Sharks, look for him to sign with another California team and not uproot his family. Supposedly, you know, he wants to keep his family around in California. He does seem more likely to depart than Thornton, but it also wouldn't surprise me if these guys to stayed together in San Jose. But the Dulov's a boom bust signing. They went boom for the Habs last year. He bought offensive and infectious energy from the KHL, and his agent says he wants to resign with them. You know, he's more than just a complimentary scorer and makes teammates better and can take over games. But he's possibly for a long-term deal, which could spook Montreal, but he's still a decent bet to end up back there, in my mind. But, you know, there's a lot of rumors with them, with Alchenyuk, with Montreal, so another interesting thing is what Montreal's going to do with these guys. Also, rumor Dan Girardi, former Ranger, could sign with the Tampa Bay Lightning, so that's close to happening. And, uh, so another interesting, interesting thing to keep an eye on. Let's see who else is out there. So we have obviously I mentioned these guys: Brooke, Brooks Light, another role player; Ante Mimi, a goalie; Fr- Francois Frant- Bouchman, the defenseman. So this, you know, obviously uh, Dennis Weidman, another defenseman who's out there. So there's some there's some good players that can help some teams out there. Obviously, the Rangers are talking about Andre Pavlik to be the backup goalie to replace Ranta, so that wouldn't be a bad sign for the Rangers adding him. Obviously, they're talking about Hansel, who was moved to Minnesota at their deadline, and Barbada, who's you know, from Arizona, and then Jakubov. Uh, I mentioned John John Michael Lyle, defenseman of Boston's out there. So a lot, a lot of play, a lot of role plays that could help some teams. So, we've got to keep an eye on it. Don't start until noon today. So, we'll see what happens in the NHL. I'm going to definitely update the NHL before I go off the air as well with the NBA. So, all the latest, I'll get all the latest news to everybody right before I'm off the air for sure. So, so it's a busy morning, July 1st. The frenzy has begun, the NBA and the NHL. And as, as right now, all, all these players around the league, you can't blame them. They're looking the teams to.
0: Show me the money!
1: They want them to show them the money. the So that's that's really what we got right now. We got teams, players looking for the teams to show them the money and. They are. Money's flying in the NBA so far. It's gonna be flying in the NHL at noon. A lot of trades, a lot of signings. It's been a busy busy night busy day yesterday and a busy been busy since midnight last night. So it's been a crazy frenzy in the NBA and we'll keep you posted as the show goes on. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break and when I come back we're gonna start we're gonna talk some
3: baseball. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky stores page on Facebook.
0: Mr.
1: Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. So far, we've been talking a lot of NBA and NHL. As the free agent frenzy has begun. Now we're gonna we're gonna get back to it a little later, but now we're gonna switch gears to baseball and the Mets with another win last night, two to one, have won six out of seven, and uh, you know starting, things are starting they're starting to talk a little more now they're like they're in the race now, but you know I'm still not buying it completely. They're gonna have to win a lot more. Before I start buying that completely, but it's you know whatever. It's good to see that they they're starting to play a little better baseball. But is it a good thing? That's what I want to talk about now. Is it a good thing for the long term? I'm saying as far as obviously they're playing good the baseball. We want, everybody wants to contend and stuff. But but if they hold on to the veterans too long and don't make a move and then they don't get anything for certain guys, it also depends what they're getting it. right? So. If they're not getting off at anything, there's no reason to trade these guys. But I also heard yesterday that the Mets could still move a couple of these guys and still try to contend. Like, they have four good outfields. They could move a Grandison and still have, when Conforto comes back, and still have a good outfield. And they could move a Walker or a Cabrera and still have decent infield. So, you know, do they move Duda? Do they move Reed? If they move Reed it would be a piece that would obviously hurt them, but their bullpen is thin as is. I think the next couple of weeks is going to be big. And the Mets need to go on a run, and and if the Mets can win, the Mets, let's just say, sweep the Phillies and win two out of three from the Nationals, they get within seven games of so, the Nationals, and then they're within six games of the Wild Card at the break. Obviously, they're not going anywhere. They still, they'll still feel they got a chance. They lose the next two to the Phillies and lose two out of three to Washington, and they're eleven out again at the at that All Star break. Then you start thinking to yourself, is it time, right? So. Obviously, everybody wants to win, and we'd love to see them go on a run and stay in this. But my point is, the long term is that, you know, would you still move some of these guys and still try to contend in the process? And that's the question. So we're going to take some calls, 718-508-9883. First, we're going to bring in... ...the natural himself.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Padman, what's going on? Good morning. How's it, How's it going? going? I tell All right. you, it's, I'm a, it's, 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 it's a little cloudy Saturday morning, I tell you that much, but at least by me. But I, I tell you, the, anybody buying into mexican contention is out of their mind. But you know, it's it's fun to be part of a winning team, even if it's not, you know. For the division or not for anything in particular, it's nice to watch decent baseball. Not great, yeah. Baseball, you know the thing we got to look at. So
1: obviously they swept the Giants to a band. They beat two out of three of the Marlins, who ain't that great. But the Marlins usually always beat the Mets. And now they beat the Phillies, so. But these are the teams you got to beat, right? So you got to beat
0: these
2: teams. These are supposed to beat. So. Well, it, it's it's kind of sad, right? When we get excited, when they beat teams. That they really should beat. It really is a, is a. It really is a sign this season how turned and how we think of them. Right? They're happy when they beat the bottom dwellers. I mean, in the beginning of the season, if you you know if you, if you thought about it and them beating up these teams, we would think that was a given? Now nothing's a given, right? But the bottom line: they won what six out, uh, uh, six out of seven. Um. You know, they they kind of been playing better baseball. I like Cabrera being moved to second base. Um, They they can, as you said, and I think you're absolutely right, they can trade some pieces and still have um, a team on the field that we'd be happy to watch, right, Um, and can be competitive with anybody with the team on the field. they got some pitches coming back, right? They have some guys getting healthy. Um, I don't think they can make a run at it, but maybe, but, but maybe let's say we could get to 500, which, which really, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, I don't think we were thinking about that at all, right? Yeah,
1: no, we weren't. Any time you know you start playing good baseball, you're happy, right? I mean that's you know to me is- to me the issue is do you hold on too long, right?
2: Well, to, you, me, you, to you, me, and you, you win a few games, and then you feel like you know, all right, we don't need to trade, and let's
1: keep everybody. Let's keep the whole band together now. You know, that's you know, to me,
2: I I well, I'd, I'd strike while the iron's hot on Brandison right now and
1: try, and try to get something for
2: him. Well, I don't, I don't think, I I think. Okay, let me let me take a deep breath. I, I, I'll tell you my opinion on this. I I think you have to lead somewhat of a product on the field because it is, it is entertainment and people need to want to still come, you know, it's a business. People want to come and see people play and they want them want to at least believe that we can be successful. So you can't tell everybody off. Right. I mean, you agree with that, don't you? Yeah. However, however, I completely agree with you in this way. if, so you have to pursue what you would pursue, and at least listen if they were completely out of everything. And and what I mean by that is you have to listen for Grandison. You probably have to listen for Bruce. Um, you know you you, you know you you have to look at Cabrera. You have to look at a uh, um, Walker. You have to assume. You know, or, or at least listen that that we, you know, we're we're out of it. At least that has to be the assumption. You know, you have to get you value things these You can't let them just walk away. You know, and grandison is, is top of my list. Absolutely top but, of my list. Because well, let's, let's let's
1: let's get let's get yep. the view of Doctor A on this. Doctor A, what's your what's your opinion on this? And Alan Alan over exactly. is on with us as well. Hey, good morning, Padman. Good morning, Mojo. Hey,
2: good morning, Dr. Good morning.
1: Yeah, the, the Mets are in a, a decision-making spot. I I would kind of think the player, I, you, you go with who you're going to get the most for, and that's Bruce. Um, tough, because he's had a, a very good first half for us. And then the player I would like to see them move, because I think you could get something for him now, and it wouldn't be a terrible trade for another team, and that would be Grandison. You know, and I've said this, Timojo before. He's probably going to finish the season well. He's going to finish hot and he's showing all the signs of past even repeat. But he puts us in a hole every year. He's part of why we're 37 and 42. We're not a 500 ball club. He bats 100 for two months. And we just can't keep living with that for how he's going to finish. At this point in his career, he's good for a team in the race to pick up and finish strong with him. So try to get something, you know, use that. He's got a history. It's not like a fluke. He's got a history of starting poor and finishing strong. If we keep him, my fear is he finishes strong and he's on the roster next year. Yeah. Like you said, it's a real interesting decision here.
2: Well, you know. I don't believe in any way Grandison needs to be on this team. I really don't even think it's much of a. So I I don't even I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: throw out a couple of names. You tell me if he should stay or if he should go, all right? Now let's start off obviously we we know Grant where we stand with Grandison. Bruce. Bruce can go if we get a legit center field for him.
2: Okay. Um, Huda. Huda. I think I think Bruce is a really tough decision. And, and I like the idea of a center fielder, but you're also assuming that we trust Alderson.
0: Well, that's another thing.
2: Alderson, though,
1: I mean, I think one thing he's shown, listen, he's always been cheap, like their message is cheap in general, but one thing he has shown is when he makes deals, he usually holds out and gets the best possible deal prospect-wise, right? That's one thing he has shown. You know, he he fleeced, he fleeced Toronto for Dickey, you know. He, he has shown that he could hold out for the best prospect available. Like he won't just give a guy away. That 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 he's as proven, I think. Right. I don't want Bruce given away. He, he's worth something for sure. And and supposedly the Mets really like him. The Mets want to sign him. So mm-hmm. but again, we've talked about this now, and me and you've talked about this. Is, is signing him rights for the team, because then you have, you're going to have Coforto with center field every day, to Coforto at center field right? Okay. So that's, where, I agree.
2: that's
0: where the Mets are at a tough spot.
2: Well, that's why you have to get rid of Bruce. However, Bruce is our a, is a best offensive player this year. period. I don't think you you know, Sensvis might be a better offensive player, but the numbers don't lie. You have to be on the field to produce and Bruce has been on the field all year and producing all year. Right now he's our best offensive player.
1: Right. Yeah. No. Right now. So, what's, what's the difference? Here's an interesting thought, and I'll give you my opinion on it between Cespedes and a Bruce. If you were choosing between the two, right? We've had limited time with Bruce, and we've not had a ton of time with Cespedes either. But the difference I see is Cespedes performed in a chase and a race to to a World Series in the clutch, and yeah, nominal in the clutch. Bruce has performed 15 games below 500. And yeah, but you, yeah, but last year. he got a little hot at the end, but he wasn't dominant. So he'll help get you there. I'm
2: not 100% sold that he'll win a World Series for you. Yeah, but but you know I, I don't, I'm I'm not comparing Cespedes to Bruce. I agree with you. Cespedes is a much better ball player. I'd like to you know if you had a choice, you'd obviously keep Cespedes. I'm just saying, at this point in time, if you get rid of Bruce, you're talking about getting rid of your best offensive player. That's all I said. No, I, I I didn't compare him to 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 uh, to Cespedes. I don't think there is a comparison. No, but then the, the issue would be: could, should you
1: get rid of Cespedes,
2: you know, and keep Bruce?
1: Oh, no, if, no, 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 a, you know.
2: no, 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 no. Cespedes in the lineup is a dis dif- difference maker. Bruce in the lineup is much less impact can be a difference maker. I think it's a completely different um, um, expectations out of out of the two gentlemen. So no, no, I, I you know. Well, here's, here's the tough
1: thought, then. Reality, Bruce is a solid right fielder, right? And he's going to put up numbers every year. Desperate is a good left fielder. He makes some errors, but he also makes some stellar plays. And you know what he's going to bring offensively to the entire lineup, not just his own numbers. The real issue is Conforto at center field. Yes. You know, he's and, and the least proven player of the three. Does he have the potential to be better than the other two? You know, would it be the worst thing in the world if we traded Conforto for a legit center fielder?
2: Well, let me ask you something, and here's a question to you guys. Look at Bruce's track record. And let's look in three-year clips. Is Conforto better than Bruce? I don't know. I don't, well, well, way, you mean, well,
1: you don't know. what i You do gotta... haven't developed Conforto enough. To really, yeah. We don't know what we got in him.
2: However, however, from an age standpoint, um, and from a potential standpoint, um, and from monetary standpoint, so you can plug some a lot of other holes, I would take them for. I, I would, I would really listen hard. Um, for for Granderson, I would, I would consider him gone. You know, and I don't have to get a tremendous amount for him, um, but I would consider him gone. Bruce, I would definitely listen. Very strongly to a lot of offers because long term he really doesn't belong on the team. Uh, Conforto does, so you know I I firmly believe that. I think we've seen enough of Conforto um, to know that he's a good player. If you compare him to Trout and Bryce Harper, you know per at bats in the major leagues, you know he's right there. I'm not saying he's those guys, and don't uh, and don't don't let anybody call up and tell me, you know, I know he's not those guys. However, <laughs> you know, it's it's, <laughs> it's it's a very complex it's a very complex game, um, and it takes time to develop and recognize things and get used to pictures mm-hmm. and get get used to, you know, position and 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 one affects the other. And Conforto has the potential to be better than Bruce. And and I'd take a flyer on a young guy um, than a guy that's, you know, right now it's very easy to like Bruce, but he is very streaky. He could go the next two months and hit three home runs. Mm-hmm. So, so funny you, do, really you, know, you know,
1: by the end of the year, he's going to have a certain amount of home runs, a certain amount of so, RBIs. And like you said, he's our best offensive player this year. Some are to get on the DL. But.
2: The funny thing is, is but, when, but, when, Bruce came, when Bruce came into the majors,
1: he was like – you know, for him to the Reds was like Hopper coming up for the Nationals. He was a huge prospect when he came in, Bruce. And he came in, he came in on fire. Like he came in, he hit right away. He hit for power right away. So Bruce was very highly regarded coming up, and he's had a he's had a good career. He obviously is not he, Hopper, He's never turned into Hopper, but he's had a really no, but, productive power career, power hitting career. You know, he's spectacular career. He's
2: thirty home run, hundred RBI guy. As a matter of fact. If he does this for the next, let's say, seven seasons, he might be considered Hall of Fame. Just, hey, I don't know if he's going to be
1: a Hall of Famer, but you know, I don't he think he's going to be another seven years. He is 31 already. I, but I, I
2: his, uh, he's,
1: he's, a, he's a productive dude. He's a 30 number,
2: 90-plus RBI guy. Saying, what I'm saying is people get in the Hall of Fame being compilers, and every year he's near 30 and 100. Almost every year. If you compile that for a 15-year career, you're in the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you. So All right, another guy, what I'm seeing, another guy, Lucas Duda. Gone. I'm tired of yeah, him. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm tired of him. You, I value. You have you have Flores who can play first base. You have the guy you can call up and you move on. I don't think he's. Uh, I, I,
1: I can only I, watch to think... miss so many more balls. I mean, the guy just can't pick up ground. He can't pick up a short hop yeah, in first place. I,
2: I, and he I, can't, I he can't, can't even pick
1: up ground balls. I mean, it's just, No, I, move I
2: think on. we should I can't, I, the... I, can't deal,
1: yeah, I can't deal with a guy who hits seven homers in ten games and then don't hit a homer for 25 games. I well, can't deal with that, I, you know?
2: I That's can't, I, I can't deal... I can't personally deal with the memory of him throwing the ball to, to home plate uh, uh, a 70-foot throw offline from two years ago. Yeah, there's a
0: lot
1: of uh, memories
2: from that night. That and,
1: and the fact that Harvey hasn't been the same pitcher since he walked off the mound that night. But Yeah. so and that, but All right, another guy. Cabrera and
2: Walker.
1: How about those guys? Obviously, Walker's Johnson. hurting right now, but he's coming so, back soon.
2: Gone and gone. Cabrera's a, a perennial uh, 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 you know, somebody gets it injured, and uh, and and Walker, I just don't think, you know, I think Walker has some value, and he's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, he has value, a lot of money. He's got back issues. Cabrera seems often injured. And, you know, it's odd, and you guys give me an opinion on this, and just think of it as a New York thing. Cabrera says, I want to be traded, and I think loud and clear. When if you saw the interview, like, are you saying you don't want to be here if they don't have a spot for you, if you're going to play second base? And he was like, yes, very clear I want to be traded. Two days later, you know, and he's playing a very good second base. Like he, He's playing better at second than he did at short. This obviously should have been done when Walker was hurt. And he changes his mind. Now he's saying he doesn't want to be traded. And what, what's today at City Field? It's as Droogle Cabrera bottlehead day. Right, So, do they want 15,000 bobbleheads thrown into the field? <laughs> or are they telling him, look, you've got a bobblehead day coming up. You pissed off all the fans. I'll retract that statement. So, I, I don't know where he stands. The timing of that's odd. You're,
0: you're, you, you really don't good.
1: want to have a bobblehead day where a, a player, and in the past, you didn't know how pissed off the fans were. Now you've got social media and blogs and posts everywhere. And I think most fans are pissed off that he said that instead of being a team yeah. player.
2: I think you're right, but I think you're right, but he said it at a time where we just lost four in a row. We were really in the basement. My fans weren't even watching or listening. I don't even know how many of my fans really cared what he said. I didn't What I think I just, most of I, my fans I, are pissed. I mean, I think what I said is just move to second base and shut your trap because you're always injured. I mean, I was annoyed at what he said, but I didn't care cuz I really don't want him on the team. So, I I I think that's a personality thing, and that's an emotional thing. <laughs> but from a ball player sense, he can go because he's not – he's not he has seven home runs. He's not well, he's that not good. Part of the, he's not part of the future. He's not that – and he's not that good now. Like, a guy like Bruce, I don't think he's part of the Met future, but he's a really good player right now, so you have to think about it. You know – Cabrera, you could replicate his numbers with anybody T j. Rivera can produce those numbers. you know maybe maybe you take a little step back defensively, but he could he could you know he could reproduce Cabrera's numbers, I believe uh,
1: possibly Rivera's shown some good ability to hit you know it, he's not a veteran player coming down a stretch. You do need some veterans on your roster you're not doing it with rookies. But uh, Cabrera's time is, is somewhat done. I just found it odd that he's retracting a statement. And I'm like, is that just strictly because he's played well at second base? They're, they're turning double plays. They had a real infield. And this win streak, the biggest thing is they've had a real infield. They, they've um, made the play. Uh, who,
2: uh, I, agree, I agree with you on this one. They've Whoever had a ton of lack of
1: double plays. The one with Duda right under his glove should have been a game in the end of a double play. That was bad. You can't not turn all these double plays. Like when you see a double play happen, you know it's a rally killer. Team's got a hit, you know, somebody's on base, double play. It is a complete rally killer. And the Mets, by not turning them, you know, it's why they're under 500. They're in, their infield has been horrible. And as it hasn't mattered. It's TJ Rivera, Reyes making errors, Cabrera hurting his thumb. It's been horrible. Now he's swapping around. Cabrera's healthy, playing second. And Ray is at short and all of a sudden the infield is better and they're winning.
2: Well hello, whoever made teams, that decision but they're turning double plays. Whoever made that decision made a very good decision.
1: Yeah. I mean we're, if we're gonna be stuck yeah. with him now, I don't want to see him at short stuff anymore. He's playing better at second. Well yeah, but now, infield what, as is. One of their be- also one of their best tips. Right now is Addison Reed So there's another guy Obviously if they trade him Then they're basically punting the year Because they'll have No bullpen then But he's probably their, Him and Bruce Are their two best Trade chips right now I would think That you'll get The most for Yeah Yeah You can't give them away That's what it comes Like You can kind of Give Walker away You can kind of Give Cabrera away For some minor leaguers You can't give Bruce away You gotta get Something for him and then has everybody seen enough for Darno because I have. <laughs> I think I've seen enough for both catchers. You know, for Darno, this is the first year Rivera is he's totally outplayed him. He's Behind the plate and definitely offensively. And Rivera's nope. a journeyman catcher, so that tells you where Darno is at this point in his career. A journeyman first catcher the men- is outplay him. Listen, between Duda, Bruce Grandison Cabrera, Walker, Reed And whoever else The Mets have $85 million coming off the books. Okay They have Smith I'm and Rosario And they have Smith and Rosario Who, who are going to plug in next year yeah. Making no money, right That leaves right. them plenty of money They'll get a center fielder who, Like I talked about, Lorenzen Kane Would be the perfect fit for this team a catcher and bullpen help. That's what they need, and probably a third baseman. But they have guys they can maybe mess around with over there for a year or so. Obviously, Wright, Wright, won't, Wright won't give up the thought he wants to come back either. So, yeah. well, you're
2: also you're also and 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 I'm guilty as well. So I'm I'm putting you know you you guys and me in the same thought process. We want Rosario and the other guy to come up, you also have to remember, most uh, rookies that come up, they're not tarpa, and they're not trout. We They might struggle for a year and a half, two years, even if they turn out to be the way we think they are, and sometimes that doesn't happen either. So you're talking well, that, about that's half why the of your infield, half of your infield. I agree with you, but I'm just saying half of your infield is really – A question mark. You still have to have some sort of solid rotational plays like a Rivera and a Flores to fill in because these guys just might not be what we think they are. I mean, that's what happens in baseball. I mean, there's not many number one picks that end up being number one picks in baseball. I mean, somewhat. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, Rosario.
1: Rosario looks like a can't miss type guy. So hopefully it turns out that way because everything you, you see and read about the guy, his guys heading for stardom. So that you know, you gotta hope it just happens that way. Obviously, you know, we gotta wait and see. Right. It, but more matter of his hitting. Like, I, I think a guy could come up and with Steve Shane, they don't pan out. Usually that's offensively. When you have a guy that's stellar defensively in the minors. They know they're going to be able to play defensively in the pros. It's more what's their batting average, what's their on-base percentage going to be. And it, it seems pretty clear with Rosario. He's a legit shortstop. Makes the plays, turned to double plays, got range. I, I,
2: I agree with you. The biggest adjustment is offensively. Ground ball is a ground ball. Um, yeah. But, but he goes the big con- conundrum. Let's say we keep winning. Let's say we get to two games above 500 by the trading deadline, which really you know.
1: Yeah, we're gonna to have to beat the
2: nationals to do that. And that series is gonna be
1: it's huge. huge. There's there's no way around it. They they beat us last time. We're we're hot right now. We're playing the bad Phillies. <laughs> but it's gonna come down to do we catch up ground when we play the nationals or do we fall so, behind
2: another three. So so once again if if we do make a move, let's just say we make a move and we're two games above five hundred and we got a prayer a prayer at the wild card, right? A prayer. Um, what do you do? Do you trade Bruce? See, if you get rid of Grandison, some people might complain, but whatever. You get rid of Cabrera some people, or Walker, some people might complain, but, but we can still be competitive. If you get rid of Bruce, you're giving up on the season. There, there's no doubt Read, you, know, you can't read. Or read. If you get up of read, you're giving up on the season, too. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree with money. you. I agree with you. So, so my my question is, what do you do, right? What do but you the do? the answer
1: think to that is, what are you getting for Bruce? That's really what it comes down to.
2: If you, you know if you get minor that, I think, and I do one starter, no, you don't think, trade him. I don't think that's the case. I think either way, if you uh, unless unless you're really getting a lot of value, which you're not, because he is what in the last year his contract, right? So,
0: uh, you know,
2: uh, so you have to assume a mid-level player, or maybe a prospect or two, but you're not going to get a Bruce quality pull center field if that's what you think. Like, impact, the same impact Bruce has on the Mets, somebody that has that kind of impact on the Mets in center field, you're not going to get that. Um, uh, Unless you well, get another guy in his last year's contract. I mean, I, I, mean you, I guess you could get that also. So, I mean, in my opinion, you know, it, it's a lot of decisions coming up. And for me, you know, I'm not on the bandwagon yet, but I'd like to see it because – you know, the last couple of days, it's nice to watch base- winning baseball. I mean, th- that's the bottom line.
0: Well, nothing's going
1: to happen until July th- near the July thirty first deadline. Yeah, so, so we have we're going to the All-Star gonna get to the All Star break. They're going to get to the All Star break, and they're going to see where they're going from there. I mean, nothing else is happening until then.
0: You know, they won
1: six out of seven, but they're still five games under five hundred. So, you
2: know, they they still got a long way to go, this team. And, you know, before we start talking playoffs and, you know, we're in the race again when, and stuff like that.
3: The, the, you have to
2: say something, though. Over the last couple of games, the pitching has looked much, much better. No, they're right. going you 7 innings. you you also got to look at who they're playing as well.
1: You know, they haven't played any good teams. You
2: know, you're, you're absolutely right. However, however, typically, if you're in a spiral, you're not doing well against these teams either. It is not. It's a lost season. It's done. The body language two weeks ago, the body language now is completely different on that field. It absolutely is. i, mean, I, I seen an interview with DeGrom yesterday.
1: He said when they got spanked so bad against the Dodgers, those four games, that they, they all looked in the mirror and it they, they kind of woke them up. So maybe that was a turning point for them. We'll
0: see.
1: Also, changing gears for a second, what do you guys
2: think about a possible reunion with Cologne? I love it. I love it because you, if you're getting him really cheap, whether he's a middle reliever, which is where I would put him, he, he's well-needed at times. And if he ends up being a guy that ends up being a coach, that's fine too. For the money you're you going to pay him.
0: What do you think, Alan?
2: He's a, Alan. I would like to see him better oh, than Alan. Yeah, I guess we lost you for a second, Alan. What, yeah, Alan, I Alan, what, what do you think, what do you think of can.
1: It, it can't hurt. You know, um, he was really popular in the dugout, and that's the main thing. The fans like him, and also you're not going to get feedback, negative feedback from the fans. But I thought he brought something to the locker room, and to the pitching staff. Absolutely. mentoring
2: Him starting, young, he's got an ADRA, let's be realistic. The young pitchers loved him, and it's in the same division, so there's no reason to believe that he's going to become a good pitcher all of a sudden. So, I would keep him for middle relief. I wouldn't let him start at this point. Um, um, I think so right anybody they you throw
1: in is... Unfortunately, they're going to need him to start because they have nobody else. They got too many injuries. Now, Duzelman's on the DL. You know, unless, unless, you, unless you're sold on Montero after one start that he's back. Well, that he I guess, guess I
2: would go with, well, with Montero. I would give Montero another start. I would. Because Cologne, he's throwing an ADRA. Pro- I would think something's wrong with his arm. I'm thinking he might have some m- medical issue. I mean, a guy doesn't also, know. Also, a fan box, so now he comes back to city field. Maybe the
1: confidence, just maybe the environment, maybe he turns it around a little. But he's never going to be,
0: be, you, you know, know obviously he's you
1: 40-something years old. At some point, you hit the wall, me, and you're not going to come up. You're not going to, you are so uh, you hoping for something to, like going for Ray's back. To me, that, it's not that only change
2: impact. of environment. To me, to me, it's not only that. I agree with you guys. Change of environment, change of attitude, being excited, getting your chances done over. That's, that's a, that, that might be an impact of a guy who's throwing a five-and-a-half ERA. This guy's throwing an eight. But you tell him for him to be productive. He has to, get, he has to pitch an ERA of four and under, four and a quarter and under, half of what he's been doing in the same division, playing basically the same teams. Well, you know what? And there's an important stat
1: for him you're going to have to look at, right? What is his ERA at home and what is his ERA on the road? And if it's an eight in both places, it's a bigger problem. If it's an eight in Atlanta.
2: To have an eight-and-a-half ERA, it has to be bad everywhere. It has
1: to be still, It still could be worse at home because that, like he went into at an older age, a stadium that they wanted it to be a hitting. You know, the Braves score runs all the time, so do their opponents. It, their stadium has a lot to do with it. He said he loved, loved pitching at City Field. He does not love pitching at Atlanta's new stadium.
2: Okay, okay. So, so much so maybe, I don't know, I, I guess, but I just, right. no, like I said, him, That's, I'd like to take him real. back. I'd like to take him back, and if he did, was a starting pitcher, you know, it would make some money for the Wilpons because – People would watch, and people would like to go see because he, he's like a—he's like he's almost like a circus, circus act, the fun circus act. He's yeah. fun. Yeah, you well, want why, him to do that's well. That's
1: why he's going to go in a rotation for them to sell tickets. That's what they're all about. You know, that's why but, when they sell this hey, whole hey. team off, hey, hey, let me talk. When they sell this whole team off in July and August, they'll call up Tim Tebow to sell tickets to them. That's that's what they do. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're all about money. That's all they care about, these owners. They don't care about anything else, and that's part of the problem. They, they don't care about winning as much as the fans do. They really don't, because if they did, these a lot of these issues would have been addressed in the offseason, like adding some relief pitching that they did. You know? So, yeah. Well, it, getting, a catcher, getting, getting a major league catcher. Uh, you know, they, right now they have they don't have a major league catcher. They have a good backup well, in Rivera, who's a decent journeyman. Their starting catcher, Dono, is not a good catcher.
2: He's just not. He's not a good I would, catcher. I would not have a problem at all if they got a real major league catcher, and 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 Rivera is the backup. I would not mind at all. I like him actually. I like him. I like him as the backup. I think they have to realize we've been through X amount of years with Dono. It's time to move on. He's not. He's a backup. He's not. He's yeah, somebody, he's, a, he's a backup he's, at he's best. Some, he's somebody else's backup. And he's our starter. I
0: agree. I
2: agree. You know, look so, at Rivera. What, the other about, what was it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Rivera throwing that guy out at second base was a key. Was it two games ago? Ninth inning. Uh, I forget right. what team they played. I mean, he, he has an arm. He has an arm. He just, you know, he's not consistent offensively, but. He has an owner. D D yeah, there you yeah, go. So that, that's Gordon. fantastic. You know? One of the and, least, and it was, just, it was been a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the Dono, the problem with Dono is they, they're stuck on him and he has flashes of being a very good player. And it's very small flashes. And as we move forward in time, the flashes of being a solid player get smaller and smaller because he's really not. <laughs> right? Uh, you know, it's just the reality, of what it is. Right, exactly what you're saying.
1: He's another team's backup. If he wasn't starting, he'd come in and he'd look decent. The arm not being able to throw up wouldn't show as much. Not playing every day, absolutely. every fifth game or something. He another team might get something out of him. There's no place for not, him as a backup on our team. We we need a better starting catcher. We have a good backup absolutely. in Rivera.
2: Absolutely, and and especially with a with a pitching staff that 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 has the potential to give up some stolen bases. I think it's great. Also, I think, I think, I think don't know, you know, you have to remember, catchers, unlike other positions, backup catches do get some at-bats. They can get 200 bats, at-bats a year, 250. I mean, it's yeah. not like a backup center fielder. If the center fielder is a really good impact player, you might, you know, you you, you might see 75 bats a year. I mean, a backup catcher might get 250 bat, uh, at-bats a year especially if it's a good catcher team you're going on with a good catcher that's a little aged. You might even might, might be more. So there's nothing wrong with making a living like that.
1: No. They're, they're aged, and the rest gives them the ability to put up some numbers and the opportunities they get. Rivera's shown yeah. some power. He's shown an arm. I think if he played every day as a starter, that would fade by half a – you know, by now it would be done.
2: And it, I don't think has. he could be yeah. a
1: starter. You know, I agree. I agree.
2: Yeah, you know, do knows uh, had two
1: shoulder surgeries. His time as a starter has passed. The Mets just got to face that. But they they won't face it as long as he's making dirt money. That's kind of the issue there. Anyway, so hmm. looking at some other stuff. So did, I don't know if you've seen what uh, Alderson said about Harvey yesterday. They asked him where does Harvey stand. You know, and he's coming back, and he goes, "Why? What are you talking about?" Page six. Where does he stand on page, so basically Alderson took a shot at Harvey saying he's still more concerned with being out in the public than working hard to get back on the field that That's really what I got out of that comment that he said
2: uh i I think it was his being humorous and taking a shot at Harvey. I've seen that. I think that's ridiculous as a general manager um you know but 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 that guy i I really don't believe he likes Harvey after that last incident right. And and he you know he really doesn't like him so and I think that's part of it but I don't even care I mean Harvey really you know whatever happened we overpitched him whatever you want to say he's just not even close a shadow of a superhero we we once that he once was now we thought he was he was um, and I don't know if he'll ever get that back I would hope he can get enough skills back to be a number three somewhere because I like the guy, and I think he's a young guy, and, I, you know, he had so much potential. But I think Harvey has a, has a, you know, I think what's going to be happening for Harvey and for Mets fans, especially guys in New York who are part of this, you know, in 10, 15 years from now, when, when, when little Anthony, when, when your boy grows up, it's going to be the big what-if story you're going to tell him. <laughs> you know, Harvey was a great pitcher if he didn't get hurt. He was, You know, the Mets had a great chance in this year if – Dude, it didn't throw the ball away. So, so I think I think he's gonna turn into, <laughs> the, into the, a the, the 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 big the big story, right? Um, and it's shame, but I think that's what it is. But guys, I have to hop. Uh, wonderful talking to you, and I will be listening. I'm gonna have to go on a little bit of a drive now. All right, man. Have a good one. Thanks for calling. All right, Doctor. All right. All right.
1: All right. Great talking, man. Padman. It's always colorful. Padman calling in. So. Alan, so now I he hear like things like David Wright, you know, could be for the next in three to five weeks he might start baseball activity. I mean, how long? How many times are we going to hear this? I, I mean, when's that's, that's enough, like enough enough? When, when you have an old A-track on loop, right? Every <laughs> couple months we hear that he's starting. He just play the old tape from last time, and you can fast-forward it to where he's ending his baseball activities due to straining his back or something. You know, he's just in the odd place. He's he's a Met – what would you call him? A Met legend. He's a, a fan favorite. His time is passed, clearly. If he's got a game – remember in the beginning we were saying, how many games will he play this year? I think, if, I yeah. think we all overstated the number of games. And we were, we were I think low we said 20-30, right, or something? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're low well, boring, we're a little 20, 30, higher, maybe. And then – is it even worth it? It's distracting them from going after a third baseman. There is no third baseman past him. That's one thing the Mets are leaving it open for him. We're putting journeymen in there. We're spotting Ray is. Ken Cabrera play third. And can Reynolds come up and play third. We're clearly not trying to get a replacement. Yep. We're doing a villain for a guy that's never going to be a third baseman. That's going to give us a season. I mean, can can again, you catch that he comes back? They
3: have the top prospect in baseball sitting in the minors, and they
1: refuse to call him up as an infielder. They just, you know, don't look at up and tell us you want to win, but that you're not calling. Every other team's calling up. Look at the Yankees. The Yankees have pulled up six prospects in the last two weeks. I mean, everybody else is calling up their prospects, except the Mets. Right. It's, it's, it's mind you know, All the sins, you know, rationale, all it that, or excuse. Oh, when we call him up, it's to leave him up. I don't personally. I don't even believe in that theory. Oh, we called you up, so now what are we going to do? If he comes up and he bats um fifty, we're going to just leave him. Right, yeah. like it's what we do. If he does like a grandison, he's batting oh nine zero for two months. We're just going to leave him playing shortstop. Not going to send him back down. and Say something went wrong here. He's up. He's up to stay. How much pressure do you need to put on somebody by even putting them in that position? You're a top prospect. You're like any other player. You, got, you come up, and the Mets need to do this to their players. You've got to perform. You don't just let yeah. somebody hit his way out of a low batting average for three months and watch a team get 10 games under 500. at times. That, that's just not a winning formula. And we, we've seen it with Granis and we saw it with Ike Davis. Guys, their averages are too low. They belong in the minors. And then you have, Maybe you don't you know, want to do that to Granderson. Then he belongs on the bench. But you certainly don't belong ga- to start. You're also ten games out. I mean, like, how how much pressure are you putting on a guy when you're ten games out? And it ain't like you know you put him into the middle of a playoff game, yeah. You know, you're right. ten games out. I mean, look at right, that. Right. For, for the most not, part, it's nine easy. And, a, nine and a half. They're nine and a half games behind Washington. Okay. And the Wild Cards. They're eight. What are they? They're eight, eleven. Nine and a half out of the wild card, eight in the lost column out of the wild card. They're eighteen and twenty-three at home. There's their problem right there—the losing record yeah. at home and five hundred on switch, the road, right? If you switch that around and they're twenty-three and eighteen at home, they're forty-two and thirty-seven. They're only four and a half games out of first. They're only three games out of the wild card. It's a whole different season if they were just winning their own games. It's a whole different season. They're and right that's in the changed, race. You should right win home. more your home games, right? Yeah. You should be winning those. It's like, what, did City Field change from last year to this year? It didn't change anything. Yeah. It's not like we're bringing back fences to where they used to be, which you could do now because our home run hitters, the guys that do hit home runs, they don't need short fences.
0: No, Just not person, at all.
1: Bruce, would hit home, home runs in anybody's ballpark. I agree. You know, it, we're looking at them. Are we setting a record this year for home runs? Right? Aren't they on pace for that? or Most amount of home yeah. runs the Mets well, are and, and... on a ridiculous pace. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a, the they Mets hit the are... most home runs in a month in June in the history of baseball. We're hit. Yeah. And what is it doing for us? Yeah. I'm so talking the, in Major Leagues Mets? all around. In Major League Baseball, yeah. yeah. Home runs are up and strikeouts are up too. I mean, guys are striking out more and hitting more homers. That's just what's happening now. Yeah, one usually yeah. comes with the other, right? Swinging for the small ball, small ball. is completely left baseball at this point. I, mean, yeah, been, I guess everyone missed the Kansas anymore. City Royals, right? Yeah, nobody bunts anymore. Nobody like you never see this stuff anymore. It's pretty crazy. It's all about the the home run now. Like it's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's they home run, strikeout. That's pretty much what baseball's become right now. All right. Which is pretty crazy. Hey, hey, did we touch on Ron Darling's comments? Yeah, talk about. let's talk about Darling's comments. Yeah, that's, that's another interesting thing, right? I mean, talking about the match training staff and, you know, yeah. how some, they got to be held accountable at some point, right? I mean... Yeah, like, I, it's a harsh thing for for one of your announcers to be saying, but I'm going to guess, just like most Mets fans, when you see gazelleman right, Walker first, and then gazelleman just a button, a clean button running the first, pulling a hamstring, holding the leg, can't run from home plate to first base. And then you're kind of looking at a team that's a little bit muscled up. And the trainers have got to be a part of it. It's too many injuries, right? Look, diving for a ball, hurting his time. That has nothing to do with the trainers. But all these guys pulling a lot, Syndergaard and Cespedes being out, I think the trainers got a share in his blame. And he called them out. Uh, to me, kudos for Ron Darling. He was just telling the absolute truth. I agree. We're seeing, we're seeing types of injuries that we shouldn't be seeing. You know, he said it's, it's horrible to put on the game every day and see somebody get these types of injuries. Something of that nature is what he was saying. I, I agree with him. I, we shouldn't see Walker making a clean bun, easy run to first base, can't make it to first base. And then a couple days later, Gazelman, what's going on? What are they doing in yeah. warm-ups? And I get it in April when we started seeing it. I'm, in my mind, it's the weather. It's still there were some cold days. You know, you're sitting there and you're sprinting. They're cold days. But these guys, he pulled his leg like in Miami, 90 degrees. Everyone's sweating on a field. Your body's not warmed up. I think you can warm up just sitting there. Yep. You're an athlete. You know, you're not. You're not a retired person who never plays, you you did your whole training all along. So what's gone wrong there? You know, and how long do you just say, yeah, trainers are doing a great job. Everybody's getting these silly injuries. You know, we know the difference between... They're the masters. masters, They always spin everything, right? So they're they're the masters of excuses. They come out, because right after this story breaks, you know, the next day, the Mets come out and say, oh, they're happy with their training staff. So it's like, don't be surprised if Dolan all of a sudden ain't the announcer next year over this. That's just how they are. And, you know, mm. it's clear problem. When your own announcer is telling you there's a problem, a guy who played for the team sees a problem, the fans see the problem, everybody sees the problem except the people who are making the decisions. It's pretty crazy. It really is. Yeah. You really think of it. It's, it's really nuts that this team refuses to listen to any, anything. Like everybody yeah, knows I mean, it's it, a problem, it, but then. I mean, he kind of said, go out and get some real baseball people, right, to help train these guys. So he's also implying that their trainers are not training them to be better at baseball. They might be training them to appear like a better athlete, but not necessarily training them to be better. at The type of exercises and things you should be doing to loosen up as a pitcher, just be able to sprint in and out. So whatever it is, you know, that you're doing on a major league level that every other team in the league is doing, clearly we've gone a slightly different route on this. Yeah. You know, and, really and on a, I, I got a feeling it's the weightlifting. Keith has complained about it a little bit. You know, whatever, since Chris has been squatting and then pulling a, a muscle. That, and, and I would agree when you look back at other teams and you didn't have to be heavily muscled up to play baseball guys had big no, forearms. Pass. Right, you see the forearms, you would do everything to strengthen up your forearms so you could hit a fastball without the bat going back on you. But you didn't have to be you know, in in the weight room. My so father used to always be. tell me that players it's it's terrible for any players to lift weights during the season. Especially during the season. He used to tell me all the time. You never, you never want to see players lifting. It's never good. Guys always get hurt when you lift too many, too much weight. They shouldn't be lifting weights while they play
3: baseball. If you want to bulk up a little yeah. in the
1: off season, that's fine. But you know what? Look what it's done. Syndergaard now, Syndergaard put on all that weight, right? All that muscle, and muscle. Look what happened yeah. to him, right? Yeah, it makes you so, think his off season training is why he was missing this year. Yeah. Get high probability. You reason. Reason. can never say for sure he wouldn't have got hurt otherwise. I mean, it, an it, expert yeah. predicted this before the year. An expert predicted Cindergod was going to get hurt before the year. Yeah.
0: And and it happened. He
1: predicted Tommy John surgery. Luckily, it wasn't that, but it's still a big enough right. injury where we pretty much lost the guy for most of the season, and he's still not. There's still no timetable for his return.
0: Right.
1: You know, Cindergod. And now get into I mean, I mean, going to start throwing soon. So Familia will be
0: back
1: soon But well, Getting Familia back Could be a, a huge boost to the team I'm still if, on if the fence They bench, keep playing well, they gets, get him back And then they eventually Maybe in August Guard comes back You never, you know if they're hanging around You never know right But a lot has to yeah. break from now until then For that to even matter And i tell you here's an odd thing There's a difference Is If you're in the race right If you're in the race you don't Sell your players. There are some players, irregardless, we should sell. So we get, we don't get nothing for you know anybody. If somebody's willing to give up the top prospect, we have low levels, Cabreras, Walkers, because we have a TJ over there. We have Flores that can play. We have guys we could get rid of, irregardless. Yeah. But there's a fine line in saying we're in it. And even if we get in it, are we actually, as we are, good enough? Do you, you know That's what I'm the saying? That's a question. We might be good enough to get in it and make certain moves and lose another one-game wild card versus actually being good enough to win a World Series
0: or get to another
1: one. I I don't know if they're good enough to get to another one. I mean, certainly we we haven't seen them over 500, and in this first half of the season, they're not going to be at 500. It's hard to say this is going to be a team that could win a World Series with the players as it is. Even if they turn around and get on a hot streak, I don't know, they... They've also managed big losing streaks this season. Every time they hit 500, it's like they crumble. They yeah. got pushed past it. it, and we've seen it. They go right back to 10 games under. They and, get uh, to that point, and then they just start losing again. At the all-star break, if you're within 10, I, like, in my mind, 10 is doable, but you have to play some great baseball. You know, they're, yep. they're within the 10, but I don't know if this is, I would say in my opinion, it's not a World Series team. Is it a team no. that, if things go right, could make the playoffs? Yeah, but if it's not a World Series team, you should make your moves regardless. You do have to listen to what someone might give you for Bruce. You have to at least listen. Don't don't think these guys is going to put a, a World Series championship on this team this season. I agree. So. Alright, all right. that's I,
0: let you go, I want to play. One, I want to play a, a, a little uh,
1: soundbite for you before I let you go. Alright, because maybe is this is Murphy all Butch? the
3: mess, maybe this is all the mess needs. Long looking for his first hit of the year, oh. he drives one deep left field. That goes up, then back near the wall. It's out of here! Bartolo has
0: done it. The impossible has happened.
2: The team vacates the dugout as Bartolo takes the long across his first career home run. Maybe
1: that's all they need. It's a cologne magic. <laughs> yeah, that Maybe, was a lot in of addition
2: to pitching. In addition to, in addition to pitching, they need to be a fan off the bench as well. <laughs> Actually right,
1: those they're decent crowd, off the bench. Nemo's Nemo's look good off the bench, right? Put that's a crowd in a frenzy. For someone's career first, first career home run. <laughs> a dramatic moment. A dramatic moment in that system. I, I thought you were going to play Murphy Boots but the Cologne one makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, the Cologne one, just, just in the, the spirit of he might be coming back, I figured let me throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So between now and next week's show, what are the odds he's a mess? There's a good chance because he'll clear waivers early next week, and then he'll be available to sign with anybody. And all sudden, obviously, they can't talk about it yet while well, he's still in right. the contract, while so he's in waivers. But he was mentioning, like, he joked about because a, a, a Cologne bobblehead day is coming up in in Atlanta in like a right. week or two weeks, and he goes, maybe we can get all the bobbleheads in pink and blue and orange. So. That's kind of a hint right there that they're strongly interested, and they could be talking behind the scenes. So I think there's a right. really good chance next week on this show, Cologne's the Met, and he probably will have a start by next weekend, I would think. So don't let's not be shocked when that happens at all. Yeah. Hey, you know, regardless if he comes in for a game and gets shelled or not, I think it'll be an emotional boost the team's going to need. Yeah, I think it'll help the locker room. It definitely helps some guys in the locker room. And, uh, I, you know, I think if we had him early in the year, it would have avoided a lot of issues like Syndergaard not going for an MRI. He would have made Syndergaard go for that MRI.
3: And, uh, yep. you know,
1: maybe, maybe Setzbitt is too. Don't play with a bad hamstring when he did either. Setzbitt looks like he's still trying to find his way back after missing so much time, you know, right now. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He hasn't played enough. He doesn't have the at-bats. Yeah, so that'll come. I'm not worried about him, actually. He's the least of the Mets worries. No, I, as long as he's not limping, I, I prefer him in the lineup. I just think the team's better with him in the lineup. Yeah, and eventually he's going to explode, right, at some point. So. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right thanks, thanks for calling, as always, talking to right. Baseball. And uh we'll see you next week when we're talking about Bartolo Cologne. Good possibility. We shall see. <laughs> All right. All, All right, right, man. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Sun's coming out. Thanks. All yeah, right. we'll see for how long. It's supposed to rain here. Yeah, I got baseball. We got baseball practice, uh in in an hour. So hopefully it holds off till after practice. Hopefully. Good luck with it. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'll speak to you soon. All right, you got it. Bye. Alan from Old Bridge, Dr. A, always doing, talking Mets and doing a good, great job. Uh, a little Met round table with Padman and Dr. A. So good job, guys, talking a lot of Mets. Got another caller. We're going to hit the phone lines again here. Got about 20 minutes left in the show. Bodie from Pine Bush, what's going on?
4: Hi, how are you?
1: All right, how's it going? Um good, waiting for... It
4: doesn't look like uh, it's going to be sunny today, but... Can you hear me? Because I'm on speakerphone. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I just quit the ending of Alan's uh, when he was talking about Grandison. Yeah. And, um. oh, but you just don't think he's doing good? I mean, because he no, hasn't he's been hitting
0: he's to, no, like no, he, he was? No, Is the
4: conversation
1: the was, no, no, the conversation was, he didn't do good for two months. He's starting to hit now. But he's, a free yeah. agent. he's not going to be on the Mets next year regardless. He's a free agent. The Mets are not bringing him back. They have other players. They don't okay. they need him. So the question is, do you trade him now and get something for him? Do you have something for him? That's the question. Obviously, if they keep winning, they're not going to trade anybody right now if they keep winning the way they are. Yeah. But, you know, just because they won a few games, it doesn't mean all of a sudden the whole season turned around.
0: So that's another thing.
1: they got to still see over the next couple of weeks what they do because the trade deadline is July 31st. So they got until the end of
3: July to make these decisions. So they got time.
4: Yeah. Well, I haven't been really watching uh, the Mets, you know, since uh, it started, um, like, steady this year, and um, I watched last night's game because there was nothing on television, so I said, oh, let me sit and watch it, and it was really a great game with DeGrom. I, I have to hand it to him. He pitched a great game last night, and um, even the uh, relief pitcher, uh, what's his name, Addison Reed,
0: yeah, at the last inning,
4: it. It was, yeah, he did good, too. Like I'm so glad that they won. Um, DeGrom right now, is really the best pitcher they have. I mean, oh, yeah, I, it was Syndergaard, uh Matt Hobby is out, right? Yeah, Tindergard's
1: out. He has been pitching, out. right? Yeah, Matt Harvey just came back. Well, well, Degrom is their ace right now, obviously, and you know he's giving mean, him he, he he giving four a great, great games in, in a row. row. I watched yeah, the
4: whole four game. games in a row. Really, I I couldn't stop watching it because every time he got up to pitch, it was. He was just great And I um, just want to uh, say about Cologne When you And um, Alan was talking You think he's going to come back I watched that game When he won the home run His home run
1: Yeah No That that Listen they might, Cologne might be coming back It might It looks like Next week Cologne could be back On the Mets So We'll see If he and stands waiting and, and, and they pick him so? up
4: I thought and he was he traded raised.
1: to another team. Yeah, they released him. He's on waivers right now. So nobody's going to pick him up making $6 million the rest of the year. So once he clears waivers, then he can sign with any team for the league minimum, and that's when the Mets are most likely to well, that would sign be great
4: him. if he came back. I mean, he uh, yeah. uh, I mean, uh, yeah. the last time I saw he's, him playing with the Mets, he was good. I mean... He really uh,
1: pitched uh, a couple of games, like, really clean and good. And
4: that was
1: uh, last year. Yeah. Maybe two years. Yeah, so listen, when did he, he, he get traded, last year or the year before? He signed as a free agent in the offseason. But he, uh, he, he's he he been horrible this year. There's no doubt about it. He hasn't been good. But I think he'll be good for the Met locker room more than anything, coming over. You know, the team likes him. Everybody likes him. So I think in that
0: yeah.
1: aspect it'll work out for them. I Minima, it's like, definitely
4: uh, worth it. I believe the Mets are going to... They may not be in the World Series, but I, I always said it. Every summer, they come up. They always come from behind, and they surprise you in, in July. July and August is basically their best month. So they may yeah. not get into the World Series or even the playoffs, but I'm not giving up on them. I love the Mets. So let's go Mets.
1: Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's see. Let's see if they can keep the momentum going.
4: Yeah, hopefully they can. And, um, I mean, they got good hitters. And, um, yeah, it's not all about home runs, but, um, it's how you handle playing on the field also, and base hits, and I don't know, I just just think that they, maybe they'll get on the uh, bandwagon now, and really start hitting and
0: doing well, we'll
4: good uh, work on the field, you know, catching the balls and running the bases and stealing the bases, whatever. But I really wanted to tell you how I thought to pitched such a great game last night that it held my interest for the whole three hours, which I really yeah, had not been watching, he, but it's real, it was as really as well. good. So I'm giving, wishing him luck today, and I'm wishing that they do good, Well in July, and hopefully in August. So, yeah,
1: we'll see. Hopefully, they got to keep it going. Yeah. That's a long way to go. Yeah,
4: but <laughs> I believe I in this. Them, so that. you got it. Yeah, if you're a Mets fan, you got to really take the bad with the good, right? And the good with the bad. So yeah, the play it's they usually both do good. good. They get all the <laughs> in, injured players back, and they don't get injured anymore. I mean, it's ridiculous with all these injuries that they're getting.
0: So, so we'll see okay. Hopefully it works out Yep Alright thank, thank you for calling as
1: always And uh, I'll okay, see you later Okay And right? tell uh,
4: Lillian to have a good practice today And uh, lots of luck with your beautiful car Thank you And,
0: and uh, I'll see you, today, right? the family. See you Have
4: a nice day I'm going
1: to see you guys in Staten Island today right? Oh good, yeah Yeah, yeah Hopefully
4: it doesn't rain, right?
1: Yeah well, if it rains, it'll probably be indoors then. Yeah.
4: Okay, good. I'll see you later. Maybe you can take right. me around the corner for a ride. All
1: right, thanks for calling. Okay. Have
4: a All nice right. uh, practice today with the baby.
1: Thank you. All right, bye. bye. Bodie from Pine Bush talking Mets. Optimistic Mets fan. we got about 15 minutes left in the show. We're going to talk a little Yankees now with Christine from Pine Bush. What's going on, Christine? Hey, Mojo. What's up? How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. The Yankees, nice win last night for you guys. Get, oh, to get thank God. Track, right?
5: Yeah, much thank needed win
0: Hopefully.
5: for them. Yeah. Yep. And they beat, like, the best team in baseball, or one of them, anyway. Yeah,
1: Houston so. definitely got the best record in baseball right now, yeah. So, so the Yankees, Yankees finally got a good game out of Pineda, bounced back from the bad spot he had. Yeah. Gardner yep. had a big game.
5: Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Um, For, you know, when you come up here, it's going to be Boston Yankees. That should be good. That weekend oh, is Boston Yankees. Different.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, right so now, the game up on the
1: Yankees, right? I they're, know. They're battling, they're battling it
5: out right now. I know. Oak, so that Oak, should be, Oak, be good. The
1: Yankees-Red Sox battle right now.
5: Yep. So what else? So the Mets, too. The Mets have been winning. What they win? Like six out of seven or something?
1: Yeah, the Mets have started winning now. Of eight. But, you know, they got, they got a long way to go to dig themselves out of this hole, the Mets. But it's a start, I guess, right? You got to start. Yeah, somewhere.
5: I mean, you know what? It's happened. It's, you know, I know you guys seem like you are an optimist, but you know what? It's happened. I mean, what are they, nine out or something? Like, they just yeah, got to beat
1: more the team. they optimistic if they had all their pieces. You know, they still don't have Syndergaard. Yeah. Who knows when. Harvey's out. familiar's out. I mean, they still don't have all their pitches. That's the problem, you know? Yep. And now, now they may I get Cologne you. back. But who knows? It sounds like Cologne might be coming back, which may give them a little boost. Yeah. At least psychologically, so we'll see. Bye.
5: Yeah, and the Yankees too, you know, they lost. They were doing so good, then they went on a losing streak, but hopefully it seems like they're back on track now, so we'll see. You know, this is a big you know, we'll is see. A but Brett series Gardner, to... man, I'm telling you, Brett Gardner, he's a star. I mean, he's he's you know, he's like the quiet guy that everybody forgets about, but he's, he's let me tell you, he's a good player. I really yeah, no, like he's him. He's
1: doing great for them. He's doing great. Yeah.
5: Even last uh, year, and, no, he's always been that player, like, you know, but he's doing really good for them.
1: I mean, he has 15 home runs. Nobody expected that. I actually. know. Oh, already.
5: The lead off batter, Judge, too, right?
1: Judge, Judge is having an all world year, Judge, at 27 home. He's yeah, he's bases.
5: been. He's been really. 26
1: 62 RBI. He's had an unbelievable year.
5: I know. I know. It's, yeah, he's good.
1: And now they called up the kid Clint Frazier, the outfielder, so we we'll see what happens with him now. He's one of their top prospects. Yeah, that's what they're top And Torres, their big prospect, is out for the year. Torres ACL last week. So that's a big blow because they what, were going to call him up for right? third base. You know, Did he, right um, now, but with
5: the there. kid, that, what's his name that got hurt last week when he was going for the ball? I forget his name. Oh, Fala. That's Torres? Fala. Oh, right, Fowler. No,
1: he, he, do you think his, his career's, career's over? He tore his, he tore his ACL, Torres, in the minors. Oh, right, but the other one that they
5: brought it. up. Not his ACL.
1: He got a, his elbow. He's got a Tommy John surgery, but it's not his It's his non throwing shoulder. He slid into home and he, t- he got a, his elbow. He screwed up his elbow. It's UCL. That's what I meant.
5: Right, right, so, okay. But he's out for
1: the year. But he was going to get called up to play third base. But they, the kid Fowler, got hurt. The outfielder got hurt. Sliding, he crashed into the wall.
5: Do you think he's all going to be ever come back from that? Or you think his career's over?
1: No, he should be back. I don't think it's something that's going to end his career.
5: Yeah, that was that was a shame. His first game, right?
1: Yeah, so that that so that, that okay, was. Okay, well, just the guy finally had a shot, you know. But the kid they called up today is pretty good, Fraser. So see what he's got. See if he sticks around. But he's a big prospect, yeah. Fraser. He's the guy they got for Andrew now, Miller, the Andrew Miller deal.
5: Now what? Um, what time is the game? Is it in the afternoon or at night? Today. Yeah, it's
3: at night, right? Seven oh,
5: ten, okay. I think. I'll tell you in a
1: minute. I know the Mets play at four o'clock that's the game Yeah, I think the Yankees are at seven o'clock. See right now. There's a lot of baseball. games. some double headers. There's a lot going on I today. I know. In baseball. The Yankees are on at seven fifteen.
5: Yeah, tonight. Okay.
1: Montgomery versus Marte is the pitcher matchup. Yeah, I don't know much about. Mets are on a four, Wheeler versus Hellickson. Okay. Who are
5: they playing?
1: The Phillies again.
5: Okay. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you this afternoon anyway.
1: Yeah, I'll see you later today, for sure.
5: Okay. All right. well, you All have right. a good uh, practice, and I'll see you this afternoon. Thank you.
1: Definitely. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Christine from Pine Bush, Talking Yankees. So we've had a good show today. We did a lot of baseball. We did a lot of basketball and hockey early. Obviously, obviously the hockey free agency starts in two hours. And, uh, you know, basketball, obviously, I went through everything, all the big moves. Obviously, the Paul George move was the biggest move, the trade. Kyle Lowry meeting with the Raptors right now. Iguodala meeting with Houston today. And, uh, you know, trying to get some last-minute hockey rumors from our own Mr. Berger right now. So I'm trying to, before I go off the air, get the latest. Just minor stuff right now, he's saying. And then, uh, you know, so just minor stuff so far going on in hockey. Hockey, like I said before, hockey stuff don't leak. It really don't. But obviously a lot went on in basketball. We talked about all that. We talked about a lot of Mets today. You know, a lot of callers. We talked, you know, the Mets roundtable was on. We talked Mets a lot about Mets, potential trades, Cologne coming back. I talked about Phil Jackson's firing today. You know, obviously, like I said, all the basketball news, latest signings, rumors they went over. Hockey, like I said, it hasn't been much leaked yet. Just we, we've named some free agents, some possible rumors, but nothing big. Next week, we'll have Mr. Berger on to talk, to get heavy in the rumors. And obviously, all the signings and rumors, we're going to talk with Mr. Berger and Gene Cherry. You know, obviously, the four teams, Mr. Berger just told me the four teams in on Kirk right now, the Rangers, the Devils, the Buffalo, and maybe Tampa Bay. So those are the four teams right now rumored in on Shattenkirk. So supposedly he has a $49 million offer, but nobody knows from who yet. So I'm sure in the next couple of hours, we're going to find out who that team is that's offering Shattenkirk that money. And then uh, from there, we'll see what else. We'll see where Thornton goes, where Marlowe goes, those are the big fish. Another rumor, too, we didn't mention that it coming back to the NHL and the devil's possibly trading him somewhere. So that's another thing to keep an eye on. There, The Red Wings, you know, and, you know, Mr. Berger just told me the Rangers definitely didn't offer $49 million. That's for sure. They're not going to give him that much money. So he's going to have to take a little less to, to come to the Rangers. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. So if he's going for the dollar, he's probably not going to be a Ranger. Rangers are going to offer him good money but not that much money. So just something to definitely keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, as we look, I'm looking for anything last-minute stuff. Nothing basketball, nothing new yet in basketball. Let's just check the wire quick before we go off the air, see if anything's breaking here, any breaking news. I would like to break news on the show if I could. So let's see, anything big here? So here's some hockey, a little hockey update. Rangers, Maple Leafs, and Blue Jackets are all on troops wish list. So Troops interested in the Rangers, the Maple Leafs, and the Blue Jackets. So that, that's interesting to, to know. So the Rangers are on his list of potential suitors. So, and NBA, there's nothing new with the NBA other than, like I said, Iguadala uh, meeting with the Rockets Saturday, morning, which, this morning, and Calderon. The Cavaliers are interested in signing Jose Calderon as a backup infielder. Nick's supposedly interested in George Hill, so we'll see where that goes. The Nets plan to make a big. Restricted offered to restricted free agent Otto Porter, but Washington is expected to match. But we'll see what happens there. And uh, you know Lowry and the Raptors, like I said, are, are negotiating a deal, trying to keep uh, Lowry in Toronto. A lot, a lot, a lot's going to happen. A lot to go down in the next few hours, next day, next few hours. Keep an eye out for the Mojo Sports page. I'll be sending updates on the Mojo Sports page. And, uh, you know, throughout the day as stuff becomes, you know, comes out, signings happen in basketball and hockey. So definitely if you want to keep an eye on the Mojo Sports page, I will be updating stuff throughout the day as it happens. So I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank all the callers today. I'd like to thank uh, Padman and uh, Dr. A. from Old Bridge in the Met Roundtable, talking Mets. I'd like to thank Christine from Pine Bush, talking Yankees. Foley from Pine Bush, talking Mets. So we had a good job, a lot of, a lot of conversation with that. And uh, everybody who listened, I can't do it without you guys. So thank you all for listening. As always, to a show. And uh, obviously it was a short show this week because I, I have practice at 1030, travel practice, and then uh, got a party in Staten Island later. So the show started earlier today. So those who got up early and listened to the show this morning, thank you. And uh, next week we will be back with all the latest NBA rumors, signings, and NHL rumors and signings, and obviously baseball. We'll see where we're at almost at the All-Star break next week. So hopefully the Mets keep winning. We'll see if Cologne's the Mets, see if the Yankees can keep it going against Houston this, week, this weekend. So a lot to talk about next week. And thanks, everybody, and enjoy your weekend, and enjoy your Fourth of July. Everybody have a happy, and be safe on the Fourth of July.